message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. We thank you for the grace that brought us here today. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Lord, I pray for everybody within the sound of my voice. God, that you will that they will connect with you today. In the way you have captured our, our hearts, help us to capture your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray you help me through the preaching of the word, Holy Spirit of the living God. Please be on assignment now. Help me, help your people to hear and cause that none of the things I say will fall to the ground. Be glorified here this morning in Jesus' name. Turn your Bibles to... Genesis chapter 5. Let me start by just saying that somebody needs to hear this message today. This is, this is God's message to you. This is not my message because what I planned, I had planned the message from Monday. I worked on it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was just going to copy my notes yesterday. And then the Holy Spirit just told me, nope, you can't do that. And I just imagine that it's because somebody needs to hear this. So please bring out your books and pens and whatever and not your telephone, and write. And please listen to the Spirit of God. There's, there's something God wants you to hear this morning to have taken me back to where I am this morning. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 21. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the, all the days of Enoch... We are 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Praise the Lord. And where we always read Hebrews chapter 11, you should know that these scriptures by now, by heart. Okay, verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Praise the Lord. So much as I wanted to end this series today, I couldn't. It was like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, I can't believe you are finishing this without isolating Enoch alone and talking about him. I know I've made mention of him throughout the series. I've, I've, we've called his name, we've read the scriptures. But I have not like really taken time. And so like I said, I, I, I had done my notes. I was just going to copy and then pff, I had to. So if you see this, normally when I don't, when these kinds of things happen, you see I'll tear pieces of paper. I'm, I'm tearing my notes because I'm writing and I'm changing. Because preaching takes a while. You just keep working on it until you are sure that this is what God... Yeah, so somehow I know that there is something somebody needs to hear today. So I'm isolating Enoch and I'm saying how Enoch worked with God. How Enoch particularly worked with God. The name Enoch means dedicated. It means dedicated. That alone will preach, isn't it? So can I just begin by asking, do you know the meaning of your name? Do you know the meaning of your name? Have you asked why you were named thus? Because names are prophetic. Nabal, for instance, was fool. You remember that in the Bible? 
and his name and he and he performed foolishly so names are very prophetic names are very pro- prophetic names people will eventually become what their name says so this morning as i begin i just want to ask check the meaning of your name are you doing your name or your name is doing you are you living according to your word to your name or actually your name is actually you 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 and your name are disconnected and some of you need to be careful the names you choose for your children there was a time it was adewale money has come wealth has come this has come and you wonder why the people grow up and all they are thinking about is how to pro, pro, uh, progress in business in career make money and all is their name they are following what they were named the bible says and whatever adam called that animal it became and so whatever you call your child they will be whatever you call your child they will be and so some of you may need to just change your name make your middle name your first name or move move your that first name and begin to pray over it you know anyway whether by accident or divine guidance he was called Enoch dedicated and the rest they say is history in his generation like now a lot of people lived without god they were all about business about career about marriages in fact polygamy started in that era in chapter 4 in chapter 4 of verse 18 and 19 I-, i want to read it i wish i had the time to to really dig into the genealogy the, the history of enoch but I, i had to think do i have do i want to spend three sundays on this or just one sunday so i'm not going to say a whole lot but there are a few things i would like you to see that that uh, in that generation they began polygamy um chapter 4 verse 18 says to enoch was born irad and irad or irad begot Meth- Me- mehujiel and mehujiel begot methuselah methuselah begot lamech and lamech took for himself two wives the name of one was ada or ada and the name of the second was zila or in nigeria she was ada and the name of the second was zila so in his generation life was going on as it is going on now but not maybe not as worse as now because i think that the the advent of the internet has changed the world the world is in a crisis as a result of the internet in those days they were independent they were living independent of god in fact it was not long after that in chapter 6 of genesis verse 5 and 6 i will look at it genesis chapter 5 and chapter 6 verse 5 and 6 then the law saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually can you imagine that look at it every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart so there was already sin then and can you imagine that you you wake up and you plan you think your intention everything is sin is to do evil to where god regrets for creating you and you know as i read that i wondered in our generation are there people sitting here today that god regrets to have given you the opportunities he has given you to have made you who you are to have given you the husband the wife the children you have is god regretting is god having second thoughts is god saying i wish i had given those children to somebody else i wish i had given that husband to somebody else i wish i had given that wife to somebody else is there any aspect of your life that god is regretting over just a little something to think about so then came enoch 
Enoch was an ordinary man by the world's standards. He did not rise to notoriety or to the standards of Daniel, Joseph, David in the Bible as an outstanding character or neither did he have any particular achievements, no, no administrative abilities or anything. He was just an ordinary man when you were measuring success in those days or in these days. But what stood out about, about Enoch was that he made a decision. As an ordinary man, he made an intentional decision to work with God. He made a decision to be different and to do differently. He made a decision to pull away from the crowd, to refuse to be sucked into that world and that system at that time. He decided to reject the trends of that time. He made a decision. Something happened somewhere, somehow. He just said, no, I can't do this. I can't be this. I can't walk the way they are walking. I can't talk the way they are talking. I can't believe in their gods. I can't worship idols. I can't worship myself. I can't do like they are doing. He decided to think differently. He pulled away from the crowd. I've always loved the concept of pulling away. Not in defiance or not wanting to cooperate with people, but that if people will gather together for any cause other than progress or God, I, what am I doing there? Why will I go to a meeting where they start with drinking and smoking and then they say they are doing any form of meeting where God is not? Why will I waste my time there? Why will I waste my time in anything that doesn't glorify God? He made a decision. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you this morning that if you're going to walk with God in the way he wants you to walk with him, you have to make a decision. It's not just going to be casual. It's not going to be, I grew up in a Christian family. And you will just do the kind of Christianity everybody's doing. And that was why in the 70s and 80s, we left some of these Orthodox churches because we wanted to be different and do different. We wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We wanted speaking in tongues. We wanted miracles. We wanted evangelism, fiery evangelism and all. And so we pulled away. You cannot want to be different and stay in the same place. You cannot want to do different and keep doing the same things. You cannot want to make progress and keep doing the things that, are, that have been pulling you back. You have to make an, a deliberate intention, uh, uh, decision. If you want to walk with God, you have to say, you know what? I'm going to walk with God. Because you can be born again and not walk with God. You can be born again and just be doing church. You can be born again and just be mediocre. But if you want to walk with God, you are going to have to make a decision like Enoch made the decision and decided, I'm going to pull away. If you are going to walk with God, it requires a conscious and deliberate choice. And my question to you this morning is, what choices are you making? What choices are you making on a daily basis? If you are going to walk with God, it requires a complete death to, de to your desires, a complete death to yourself, and it requires... Taking up your cross and following him. Okay, when you have that stand there, all those stands, you just block people. Okay, they can see, they can see the, the, the board. But I, I like to, to, to have contact with everybody that is in church. So if you're going to follow God, you're going to die to certain things. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34, if you can put it up there, he said, for whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Mark chapter 8 verse 34. Enoch made such decisions. Enoch decided to, to flow upstream. Everybody was just going this way. Enoch said, no, I'm going this way. I'm going up. 
I'm going to go against the grain. Pastors can do certain things, but I'm not going to do certain things. Civil servants can do certain things, but I'm not going to do certain things. And there are many things pastors do these days. They can do programs just to raise money. And you have to decide. And it's not easy. It's not easy to be out there just making noise and talking and competing. No, you have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to use the people. I'm not going to use the pulpit for my gain. I'm not. You have to make certain decisions and just be different. Like Ezekiel said when we were doing prayer and fasting, his mates are ahead of him. They started civil service the same day. He, is, he goes to work more than everybody. He does his work more than them and all. They come and go. They cheat and all. They, they are promoted before him because they pay and all. But you say, if I'm, not going to be, if I'm not going to be promoted until I pay or until I sleep with you, I don't have to be promoted. The Bible says if I have food and clothes, I should be content. So you have to have certain things down in your spirit to make certain decisions so that you are not flowing with everybody. The Bible says do not just be, don't shuffle with everybody, shuffle, no. You have to consciously take a decision that while people are shuffling, you are walking and you are walking deliberately. Every step is thought through. If you are going to walk with God, that was what Enoch did. So I want to make bold to say that no matter how dark the world gets, no matter how much crazier things go or become, no matter how crooked, stubborn, selfish, money-driven, and ungodly the world gets, you can decide to be different. You can decide to have a walk with God. That was the hard but intentional decision Enoch made. Through my, reading through my Bible over the years, my Bible over the years, one prominent theme has stood out to me. I've seen it a lot, especially in the Old Testament, that no matter what happens, God always leaves a remnant for himself. There is always a generation, no matter how much anything is destroyed, at the end, God will save something. He always has something that he will inherit from a generation. I know I've decided that I'm going to be in one of those remnants. God must always have a, a godly heritage. Question is, are you one of the few? You know, one day Elijah was discouraged. He said, Father, kill me. I'm the only prophet left. God said, no, there are many left. 7,500 that have not bowed. Are you amongst those? Are you like an Enoch? Will you join his army? Enoch's walk alone. They don't have companions. Do you know that you can be a husband and wife and walk with, and one of you is walking with God, the other is not? You cannot join your wife to go to hell or join your husband to go to hell. You cannot join your wife or husband or family say, I need to protect my family, to live a mediocre Christian life. You have to make a decision this year. I'm standing out. I'm going to follow God all the way no matter what it takes, no matter what it costs. You know, if you don't, if you have not followed me to preach somewhere in the world, you will think that I don't know how to preach these sermons that can get people shouting. I can, act, I can actually preach and get everybody standing and shouting question is what do you go home with and i know that this these messages don't these kinds of messages don't happen but somehow i can't preach anything else except to prepare you for heaven because it is in the work this work with god here that prepares us for the work with him in, in eternity prosperity is not going to be an issue in heaven no heaven is so prospered that you don't need it it's deeper than i can even explain to you so I don't need to, you know, and as you keep serving God and following him, God will add these things to you. I believe the Bible. 
I believe him. I don't preach all this prosperity. And, uh, are you not prospering? Are you not eating and drinking? Don't you have clothes? You, don't you have houses and cars? I don't have to harp on it, but if I preach you the word of God, it will give you an inheritance. Another thing about Enoch was that although he was an ordinary person, he had an extraordinary relationship with God. Now, this is one of the most exciting parts of this, my message today. The fact that ordinary people can have an extraordinary relationship with God. You can have an intimate walk with God. This is so comforting to me because not all of us will be great. Not all of us will kill a Goliath. Not all of us will be like Daddy Gio. Not all of us will be like Oedipo. Not many, all of us will be a senator or a governor. Kai, not all of you will have this opportunity. I have. But all of us, or each of us, can have an intimate relationship with God that makes you more important than some of these things that are happening in the world. Have you seen, have you seen some big men, for instance, presidents, the most powerful people are the people washing their clothes. Are that causing from old? You know, because they can enter the house and they can go to the villa without a pass and enter, enter, enter. And they, they can have anything from the president because they have an intimate one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. And you can be a DG and not see the president in one year. But these people can go every day. So I came with a comforting message to you that you may not be big in terms of the world, but you can be somebody God is looking forward to meeting every day. Just the thought that God wakes up every day and is waiting for me overwhelmed me as I was preparing this message. The fact that God can wait, God, can, God is waiting for me. You say, Pastor, you are making this up. No, look at Genesis chapter 1. The law of first mention. The first relationship with God. That God used to come down to talk with somebody in the garden every day. And he hasn't changed. He's still looking for people he can come down with and talk with. And commune with and be friends with. Imagine the disappointment of God when he came that day and Adam was not there. It meant that he was not going to have his normal fellowship. And I know some of you have some certain friends like that, that you have a certain time in the week or in the day when you just meet. And when those times don't happen, you just feel emptiness. I, I, it just blew my mind that I may, not be, I may not be in the U.S. Senate or go to the United Nations or what, but I can have a one-on-one -on -one camaraderie relationship with God where he talks with me, he walks with me, he tells me I'm his own, he tells me secrets. And so you can be great, you and God. God of heaven. There's one song Dunsin wrote long ago. It's in his first album. It's just you and me. You're my everything. If you begin to play that song, you'll just be playing it, playing it, playing because it's amazing. Just the thought that God Almighty will condescend to just me and him. So you are seeking greatness in wealth. You are seeking greatness in buildings. You are seeking, and God just wants you to come and sit with him one hour, two hours, three hours, and that he looks forward to it. That is what blows my mind. And so it's not there, it's not there, it's not this and that we are looking for. It's in that one-on-one -on -one with God. And that is why Enoch was in the, in the hall of fame in Hebrews chapter 11. Because he did not build any kingdom. He did not do anything. He did not fight any war. He did not go anywhere. He just walked with God. And the Bible says he pleased God. 
So working with God pleases him. So you may, not, you may not be Mother Teresa and give things to everybody, but there is something you can do to go, for God that only a few people do it. Just sit and talk with him. And that is why Jesus said to Martha, Mary has chosen the best part. And it will not be taken away from her. I want to challenge you this, this year. Choose the best part. The part, of, the part of having a relationship, a one-on-one with God, that if, if, if it kills, let the world be burning outside. You sit with God. You know, once in a while, I, I, I worry about myself because I don't go anywhere before one o'clock in my house. And I know that proper pastors, proper people go to the office at eight o'clock or nine to do administrative work. But there's just something about just sitting down there and just be talking with God, just be doing my things, just read this, read that, pray, read my Bible and all, and then do exercise sometimes and all, and then I come out. It's more important to me. Pastor Ina used to be like that. I used to go to the office around 11 or 12. Just mill around. Pastor will spend, you will hear him singing, singing, worshiping. Pastor sang. He will worship, he will worship, he will pray, he will read his Bible. And you know, that's what God is looking for. Jesus called it the best part. I can't get over that thought. It's an amazing part. And it's not just a mundane just reading the Bible and sleeping or reading the Bible and, and in between you are watching your, your, your No. Enoch, ordinary, but lived an extraordinary life because he spent time with God. Another thing about Enoch, the Bible says in verse 21 of chapter 5, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. I don't have the time to play, so I'm just going to be serious on this part. There was something about Methuselah or something about Methuselah's life that caused Enoch to make a turnaround. Something about his life caused a turnaround in Enoch's life. And some events in our life should make us think and draw us near to God. Events like births, like deaths, like accidents, like promotions, like marriage. Something in your life can make you think and return to God. I want to say that nothing just happens in our lives. And God allows things in our lives for a reason. And listen to me, for his reason. There's a reason why you had that accident. There's a reason why you lost all that money. There's a reason why 419 I treated you. You say, Pastor, but those are bad things. Yes, God allowed it. Because the Bible says that we know that all things work together for good, good and bad. That the good, the bad, the ugly is happening all for your life. So there is a reason why you are not married. There's a reason why you don't have children. There's a reason why things are not the way you want it. Question is, have you found out God's reason for that thing? Because there is a God reason for it. And so Methuselah was the reason why Enoch began to work with God. Now, I want to say that how we interpret what happens to us can make or break us. How you interpret not being able to marry can drive you to go and marry your man without God. How you interpret why you don't have a child can make you go and do terrible things to have a child. And in Nigeria, we go every length to have what we have without asking God, why? What is it? Because for everything that happens in your life, good or bad, there is God in it. There is something God wants to do. 
And a, a Methuselah in your life can be an accident. A Methuselah can be the birth of a child that after 20 or 15 or 8 years, you didn't have a child. Now you have a child. Then a Methuselah happens to you because you had that child. There are certain things that have happened to you or are happening to you now that should not leave you the same person you are. That should make you sit and think and say, you know what? what is, where is God? I'm going to do different. Whether good or bad, listen to me, church. God is trying to get your attention. And the highest calling, the highest purpose for good or bad is to draw closer to God. You didn't hear me. I say no matter the highest calling, the, no matter what, everything that happens in your life, good or bad, should draw you closer to God. You just came out of a sickness, it should draw you out of God, from, closer to God. You just got promoted, it should draw you closer to God. Anything that throws you off balance and takes you away from God, you have interpreted wrongly. Come on. And since God won't do this now, I will do that. No, you are not thinking well. At the end of the day this year, whatever happens, ask how, has, how is this thing drawing me close to God? If it is not drawing you close to God, you are interpreting wrongly and you are going to behave wrongly. Nothing God allows comes to us to take us away from him. I want to write this in your book. Always look for God in all situations. Where is God in this? Your husband dies. Where is God in this? Your child dies. God, where are you? What are you saying? And no matter what you interpret to be the, the thing, it should draw you closer to God. When Pastor Ina died, I thought I was going to lose my mind. I've told the story how they, when they told me he died, I threw my Bible away. I just, I was holding the Bible. I just threw it on the ground. I said, it's just another book. But it wasn't quite maybe two, three minutes. I stood up again and picked it. I said, I have no other place to go. I have nothing. I said, God, even if, assuming you are not even there, I'll still follow you. I have nothing to lose. And I, I made a decision to follow God. It was no time for me to, <laughs> Christianity don't go safe. As some people did as a result of Pastor Ina's death. They just left. So it was Pastor Ina they were following. Not God. But if you are following God, no matter what happens, you will say anything and everything God gave me, like Job said. He gave it to me and if it goes away, fine, I will still follow him. Because it came from him in the first place. If you notice, I'm not saying he took away. Did you notice I didn't say that? I say it came from him. Because sometimes God will allow the devil to do things, to see. And sometimes devil and God are just having a discussion about you. And then you get all worked up and mad and you miss the purpose. Not knowing that God was just bragging on you. Saying, Take away. Let COVID come now and say she will still follow me. You say no, that one COVID. That one when malaria catch and she know they go to church. Try COVID and see. And then truly God tries COVID. You haven't gone to church in one year. Not God, Satan tries COVID. Methuselah, he was 65 years old when he started. David said in Psalm 119 verse 71, put it up there, say, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. You know, we went to Mommy Taylor's house to visit her the other day. She said, Pastor, I don't read Bible past you this COVID. COVID had become a Methuselah to her and she turned it around for good. She said, Pastor, I'm not going to tell you how many times I don't read this Bible. 
That was a good interpretation. That if I am locked in the room, I'm going to read the Bible. Not spend the whole time watching uh, Indian film, Nigerian film, American film, voodoo, any film. He said, I have time. No. She has been, she said, I don't know how many, this Bible that I don't read and pass you, Pastor, Pastor. She said, Pastor, I said, Bible pass you now. <laughs> she said it. She interpreted her Methuselah well. You can stay in that place and be complaining and grumbling. But no, whatever life throws at you, turn it for a God thing. Use it to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, clap unto the Lord. That's a revelation. Whatever life throws at you, say, I'm going to use it. I'm, see, the devil meant it for bad. Can you imagine the shame the devil felt the day Joseph refused, refused to punish his brothers? Can you imagine? He said, you meant it about God, but God. See, you must see God in the situation. What the devil meant for bad, that thing was to destroy you. Cynthia would say, God, you allow me to be kidnapped. <laughs> I won't know. Instead, it has become the only praise report in her life. Because she could have been dead. It could have been worse. Whatever you are going through and complain about, it could have been worse. God has kept you again so that you will now begin to interpret his intentions and purposes in your life correctly. Praise the Lord. Enoch, he had faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says by faith Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him. For he had this testimony that he pleased God. He walked by faith. To walk with God, we must believe him. We must believe that he is. Enoch believed in a God he hadn't seen. Enoch believed when everybody else did not believe. He believed in the existence of God. He believed in the promises of God that like in, as he knew it then or as it was revealed in that era and in the character of God. He believed. He believed that God would reward him. And so he walked with God. He started walking with God at 65. It took faith. Because at 65, by 65 you already know where your life is going. But he still believed in God. At 65, when he had Methuselah, he, he had faith in God. Maybe he hadn't had married or there was a reason the Bible doesn't tell us about why he didn't walk with God before then. But when he had Methuselah, he believed God. You cannot walk with God by your senses. You cannot walk with God by the things you see, by the things you feel, by what has happened to you or by what is happening to you. You walk with God based on God. He that comes to God must believe that he is. Full stop. That he is God. And I will follow you because you are. I will follow you because you are God. I trust you because you are God. Not because of what I have. Not because of what I'm going through. Not because of what anybody around me is doing. You must have a personal revelation of God for you. So a personal encounter that makes you walk with God for yourself. Do you have that encounter? Do you believe? Is there a, an is God in your life? Have you come to a point where you say, no matter what happens, I know God is. He, God is good. God is kind. After that is, put whatever there. God is faithful. God is true. God is forever. You have to, that God is. Enoch believed that God was. He believed in God. He believed in who God was. I want to move your minds from this world, from this feel-good Christianity, I have, you make, you make confessions and things don't happen, you get disappointed. No, it doesn't change God. 
It, what your, your experiences, what, you, what, what happens to people does not change God. The fact that Pastor Ina died of brain cancer does not mean that God does not heal cancer. And it doesn't change God. So you are going to follow him whether people die or not. You are going to follow him whether you make money or not. You are going to follow him whether you understand. Because he is. Just for is. Enoch. He had a testimony that he pleased God. People saw that he walked with God. Having walked for 300 years, <laughs> people will know now. People sometimes just need to know you, stay with you for one week, they will know who you are. But after 300 years, can you imagine having one testimony that people for, in 100 years, they said, this man, please God. 200 years, he has, a, he has, he has good, good behavior. 300 years, he has good behavior. That you are consistent no matter what happens. That you are going to walk with God, and I'll say it over and over again, not because of what he does for you, not because he answers your prayers. That as long as he keeps you alive, you will walk with him, you will follow him, you will pray to him, you will have communion with him, because he is, not because of what he gives you. Am I talking to anybody this morning? He pleased God, he had a testimony. Your testimony matters. How you are living around in your neighborhood matters. What are your neighbors saying about you? What is your testimony? Enoch had a good testimony. He had a testimony that he pleased God. And therefore, he believed that God was a rewarder of those who follow. So he followed God diligently. He followed God for 300 years. So Christianity is a marathon, not a sprint. So he may not do for you what he promised to do for you in five years, in 10 years. You are 50, 60 going and nothing is happening. It doesn't change anything. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. The prayers, looks like prayers are not being answered. Just keep walking. You are not here for things. You are here for God. See, keep God in the center of everything like I have been saying from the beginning of the year. And then your life will be easy. So when things work out, fine. They don't work out, fine. But God must always, that communion must be with God every day. Amen? Praise the Lord. He trusted God and completely, he completely leaned on God. To work with God for 300 years, you must lean on God. You must trust God completely. And that was what Enoch did. He depended on God. He was dedicated. He followed his name. Noah waited on God for 120 years. So working with God is a marathon. We don't draw back. We don't stop. We believe. No matter what the challenges, we keep going on. He was committed. In closing this morning... I want to plead with you to walk with God. You cannot please God by works of righteousness. It's by faith, like Enoch did. We accept Jesus Christ into our lives, and that's the first step, and then we begin to walk with him. The Bible says not by works of righteousness, but by his grace. So Jesus Christ has finished everything. We carried, carry what Jesus did and just walk with God. Make a decision this year that come rain or shine, Come sunshine or rain or whatever, I will walk with God. That I will walk with God from a personal decision, not because he does what I want. If he does what I want, it will draw me closer to him. If he doesn't do what I want, it will even draw me more closer. I'm reading a book Antikaid sent to me the other day. Because of the importance of the secret place, that is where the devil attacks the most. Stand up, let's go home. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. 
It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.